Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions from theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. Pastor Don. Hello, Alex. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good deal. Got all the snow moved? Yes. We did. Two and a half hours? Yeah, nice. Do you do it? You do it with the machine? Mm-hmm. Got three tractors. Oh, boy. Yes, three Steiners, for Steiner guys out there. <laughs> and uh, blower, a blade, and, and a loader with a blade on the back mm-hmm. combination. Yep. Yeah, works good. And I've got good help. The Miller boys come over. Good. Yes. My son loves riding in the skid loader and pushing snow around. His yeah. favorite thing. Although I put these like side plates on the front of the blade. He doesn't like those there because they don't look like his toys. Don't look like the toys. Yep. But they do get more snow. No, I know. I keep telling him, like, that helps Dad get more snow out of the yeah. way. He goes, no, take them off. Take them off. They aren't like Not going to do that. Toy. Yeah, <laughs> yep. But, you know, that understanding will come over time when he's on that, when he's 16 and wondering. Sure. Boy, Dad, could you put pl- bigger plates on that? Could you mm-hmm. put a bigger du- bucket on that? Yep, he'll figure out one day. <laughs> Dad's really, really smart. Yeah. Oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got to question you. I'm counsel you on that your kids don't know you're smart until they turn around 30 i believe that 27 30 they start to realize dad isn't a total goofball right yeah i get that yeah right around 27 to 30 that's when i start that's when i really started asking everyone older than me mostly probably because i was just like you know got married Mm -hmm. kids Mm -hmm. and then it's like how do you do this? How, how do you how do, I do this? This right. is so much. Yep. So, actually, there's a, a physiological piece to that because the frontal load of the brain is not fully developed until about that age, and that's where you are okay. making those decisions. And and uh, when that center is fully developed, you make better decisions. You're looking for better counsel. You're reaching beyond yourself because you re- realize your own limitations. Mm-hmm. And so, it, there's actually a reason for that. Good. That resides in medicine 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 oh i see medicine. yeah just the research the of the study brain of, and stuff yeah. yep cool um so i'm gonna tie into that mm. um so the question is how do you get to heaven but i'm gonna quote a famous philosopher my mom Jean stout yeah um good deal. she says if you don't kill your children you go to heaven really <laughs> okay she said, maybe not everyone, but for me, I feel like I've done enough. So, <laughs> Given her enough reasons? Yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I'm sure that that at least gets you down the road towards heaven sure. if you haven't killed your children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, murder is one of those 10 yes, that yeah. you're not supposed to do. Yep. And that uh, at least is a, a good pre-qualifier. Yep. yep. Okay. So otherwise, how do you get to heaven? How do you get to heaven? John 3.16. Uh, love the Lord. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And then 18 says, well, he didn't come just to whoop us. And uh, that coincides with what we see in Romans uh, 10, 9, and 10. That you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Paul puts it very succinctly in that piece. And so if you believe that enough that you don't kill your kids, good. There you go. Yeah. Do you have to be baptized? 
I think it's the baptism is a sign that that change has happened in you. Okay. The water splashing on you isn't your salvation, but it's it's a sign to the community of faith that you've made that commitment. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful thing. Last episode we talked about, you know, the fresh start, mm -hmm. you know, in your brain. That baptism is right. a fresh start. Yeah. And when you talk about the, the early church, that knowing who's in and who's out, who's made that commitment and who hasn't, was very important because they were a persecuted church. Yeah. And so it was, it was a, a very dramatic piece because then once you're baptized, you're sort of part of this, this society, society that's being persecuted from the outside mm -hmm. and having to protect itself from intruders who could give them away to the officials. Yeah. And uh, so you have, uh, it was several weeks. Uh, you wore the same clothes. You didn't bathe during that period of time. Nice. Uh, you ate certain things. Uh, and when you came up to the baptism, you come to the baptis baptism site as a dirty, scruffy person. And then the baptism was actually a good bath. Okay. You disposed of the clothes you wore for that period of time. For good reason. For good reason. And then uh, you bathed in the water. You took a new name. Oh, boy. Many of the Christians in that period of time, around uh, 100 to 200 A.D., would have taken a new name with their baptism and left the old, bap old name behind. And then when they came out of the water, they were given new clothes. Okay. And so that part that uh, Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 4, follow, uh, towards this, it's after 16, I know. He talks about us being a new creation in Christ. Okay. New creature. The old is dead. The new is alive. And uh, that that was their way of symbolizing the old is gone, new is here. Mm -hmm. And they did a, a lot of good education during that time. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. How does someone become a saint? Well... I think you, very few people that I know ever tried to be a saint. You did know some people? I, did, I, I don't know anybody who's tried to be a saint. Okay. But what usually happens is the behavior is such that, that people around them say, this, this person is set aside just by all they did yeah. or all they said or what they, they lived into. And the Catholic Church, I think, uh, has a process that's pretty interesting. Okay. about creating saints and they have to meet certain criteria Yeah, and a certain number of miracles and, and things have to be a, a part of that. Uh, it's an interesting process to study. I don't have it down pat, but uh, how do they scrutinize I don't think the there will be a St. Don Patterson. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure of that one. Okay. Not enough miracles or yeah. How, how do they, how do they, how, how well do they look into these miracles? They do have a process okay. that goes and investigates the miracles. Uh, the plausibility, uh, is there anything that would distract from that? Okay. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Cool. Um, oh, speaking of Catholic uh, religion, speaking of how the Catholics do the, the same Catholic things, faith. Mm -hmm. um, something when I always grew up, because I grew up in the Methodist church here. So like very little adornment 
of of the church and i was just kind of curious why the i mean i guess it's not just a cat it's not the catholic it's a lot of them are like that the altar everything in the sanctuary is just so extravagant why why is that and is there can there be too much you know well this has been a long discussion because uh, there were a lot of others, especially during the time of the Reformation, that had a hard time with the adornment of the cathedrals and, okay. and how. Uh, and you, from my tradition, Mennonite tradition, uh, the Anabaptists flipped clear to the other side, and uh, they, like Menno Simons in the Catholic Church that he had been part of, they just throw all that out, mm -hmm. and it was just a bare shell of a building, and. Uh, the Anabaptists carried that on to the point that they didn't even have musical instruments. Yeah. And that's been in the last century that they began to have pianos and organs and things. Uh, drums now, too. Mm. So I think what the Catholic Church was trying to do was help people in their walk. Because if you look at those items individually, uh, the, the, the statues and things, they, they are the artist rendition of a faith statement and the stations of the cross would be coming out of the catholic sure, church yeah. and, and there to walk a person through the life of christ the, the, especially the that night right uh, there to be quite blunt we're all trying to find a way on this journey yeah and what the, our catholic brothers and sisters are trying to do is do the visuals sure to help on that journey mm -hmm. and they did it long before we had video equipment yeah and electronics mm -hmm. uh, the this, uh, the visual part was a lot what they were doing in their, yeah. in their churches and their cathedrals and still do it to this day yeah well, there's a lot of people that learn that way mm -hmm. yep i think yeah. we talked about this the 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 different uh, apostles accounts of the life of Jesus and how was it Luke oh, the, the four gospels gospels yes. I'm sorry I'm sorry mm -hmm. and how John is a little bit less educated than say Luke is that what you said right and it just kind of tailors to you know I think we had a question once you know how smart do you have to be to understand the Bible and it's like well it's got a little bit of everything in there and it really does mm -hmm. and John's is very basic and if it's a brand new believer I take them to the gospel of John because it's very simply yeah. stated even in the English translation it's much more simple than when you talk about Luther and Matthew uh, so yeah <laughs> you know it's sort of odd isn't it that God's trying to get this statement to every human being in a way that they can understand it mm-hmm because we are all so uniquely and peculiarly made that it takes several different streams to get our attention. Yeah. It's really cool that way. But God's sort of cool that way. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll give him all the glory. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we can dream a whole lot of stuff up, but if we don't realize where the creator is in it, yep. you know, we're sort of barking up the wrong tree. Mm -hmm. I know that that's kind of... I think we had told you this last night, the Bible study, which if you want to come, if anyone wants to come to the Bible study, Men's Wednesday Bible nights. study, Wednesday night. Tuesday night is women's Bible study. Yep. Anita Miller 
Seven o'clock. Is that one at seven o'clock seven. too? Mm-hmm. Yep. Here at the Westchester United Methodist Church. In Westchester, Iowa. In Westchester, yep. Um in person. What were we saying? Oh, the different learning styles and the different way that God made this to serve each person. I remember saying, like, I'm a doer. That's how I learn. I gotta do it. And uh, I was thinking like there's not really a good good way for that. You know, if you want to be a part of the church and learn. And to, you know, have that fresh start where you understand what it is that God is asking of you. You know, like they say, the Catholic Church, they got a lot of visual stuff. Uh, The Bible is obviously something that you can read. Um, Or you can listen to someone read it if you learn better from hearing it. But doing takes a little bit of extra step. But then I I remember when I was younger thinking, oh, it's service. Man, it's (laughs) exactly service. And that's where I was headed with it. And the way that you can... Feel God and understand what it is that is so important to grasp that the serving Him through serving others, through you know through community service, right. helping your neighbors and stuff like that, doing that. Like, you don't need to read the whole Bible to understand a lot of that stuff. Exactly. Oh, that, was, that was really cool. Yeah, and, and and that's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And we see it several different times, especially with banquet settings, and then probably most pronounced in John 13 yeah. where he actually here he is Jesus washing his disciples yeah. feet and Jesus thought that was important yep that physical service service yes a lot of other things too a lot of the feelings that he gives us through this chemical makeup of our bodies too it's just you do something that you kind of regret you know you feel that man and do something that is a really good act of service. It brings you up. It's feel feel that too. Exactly. That's kind of cool. It is. Okay. Hard left turn, right turn, and then around a corner. Which one did I say? Oh, what is the most like baffling story to you in the Bible? Something that you are just very confused by. Well, not confused. Uh, sort of wondering why it's in there. Uh, yeah. The the story of Jephthah has validity in itself but why about the sacrifice of jephthah's daughter that one is a fahoodle because the story is not really completed and we don't know did he actually i mean he his vow to the lord for the victory in the battle was that the first thing he would he saw when he came home he would sacrifice to the lord give to the lord and uh, he had uh, his only daughter. And he comes back, and he, it's in uh, Judges chapter 11. And he comes back, and the first thing out of the house is his daughter. Hmm. And so in the Jewish community, there's still a celebration of the daughter, but the Bible doesn't finish the story. And we know that God doesn't approve of human sacrifice because of how God looked at Baal worship and that was a lot of human sacrifice. And so why is that in there? That just sort of befuddles me. Hmm. Of all the things in the Bible, the, the, the sacrifice of Jephthah's daughter probably has me wondering, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why did, you know? Oh, can I tell you one of mine? Okay. And I don't remember what passage it's in. Um, 
but Jesus like comes to a fig tree and it's got mm-hmm. no fruit. There's a teachable moment there, but he essentially destroys this tree, which seems to me like a fit of rage kind of a thing. And like you are looking at it, I was trying to figure it out once and it still doesn't make sense because at that time of when they were traveling, they could have only been doing this at this certain time. Right. And none of them would have had fruit on the trees. Exactly. So why do you do it? Any idea what, what, uh, well, I think what verse that's from. I could take a few moments and probably look for it. But okay. one of the things is that, uh, his power over the life and death of a tree is his power. Sure. And he is ultimate judge mm-hmm. and jury. Okay. Uh, his absolute power over that living tree. I think we need to take that pretty serious because he has ultimate power yeah. over anything. And he could have just as easily said, bear fruit. I'm going to be by here tomorrow noon. You bear me some apples or some figs or whatever kind of tree you are. You bear them and I'll see you tomorrow. He didn't do that. It's a lovely accent you gave Jesus. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. I mean, could it also be something where it's like it shows you the human side, the human characteristics of Jesus? Yeah, he wanted he wanted something to eat and it didn't have it for him. Okay. I mean, it is a teachable moment in the Bible. I mean, it, it talks, he kind of says why this is happening. So maybe it's just one of those things where it's like, this needs to fit what I'm trying to teach. Pass down through, you know, God to give that uh, teachable moment or something like that. I mean, does Jesus ever sin? Do no, we know? no. But we, sometimes... We see the, that in Hebrews. I mean, basically the writer of Hebrews confirms it all. In, in in no small way that he every way like us but did not sin and is that because he is that because he never did anything that if we did it would be a sin so like if we did the same things that Jesus did would it maybe that's a difficult example well, remember like, our, so re- remember our definition of sin yeah. sin is missing the mark that God intends us to hit yep that's what I'm asking. The is it that or is it because he is incapable of sin because of who he is? He's incapable of sin because of who he is. Okay. And so many times in the especially in the Gospel of John, he says, I'm doing what I see the Father doing. Okay. And so he's actually the hands and feet of God in action. Mm-hmm during his life and ministry on earth. Okay. And so there the when you look at that context and then take the fig tree into it, right. then then the lesson is more important than whether the tree bear, bore fruit or not. Okay. So it's is it that Jesus has different different rules as far as it goes with sin. So does he is he does he have different rules? You know, like, like we're not supposed to murder anyone, right. but obviously God murdered a bunch of people when the flood with the flood. Now we know why he did it, but we wouldn't say he was sinning, right? Because he is God. Yeah, and so see, that's a see, different rule. Is, is Jesus the same way? Where we get messed up is the fact that we try to take our 
and I, I use the word economy. Okay. Because economy says, I give you this, you give me this. Yep. And in the proportion, you're making profit or I'm making profit. Right. That kind of thing. In, we try to place our economy of justice on God without realizing we ain't got no justice. Mm -hmm. God's justice. Yeah. And when we talk about sin, it's it's the goal that he's given that is right. what we miss when we sin. Okay. And we've, we've got God's word. It gives us a lot of good direction. Mm -hmm. and, and it's I think it's holy because of that. Yeah. And it does come from him, from the Holy Spirit. It's guided that way. It's a treasure because it gives us as many insights as it does into what sin is in life. Okay. To take it and press it upon God and say, this is this has to apply to you just like it does to me. It's sort of going backwards because this is his gift. Yeah. This is his gift to us to help us understand what he yeah. wants rather than Jesus. That's not nice to do that to a fig tree. Right. Yeah. It fits in his economy. Right. And it gives us just a little better understanding of who he is. Yeah over life and death than it does, you know. I imagine the disciples were sort of, dude. Yeah. That was alive yesterday. Yeah. It's not alive today. So, uh, <clears throat> yes, Jesus. Of course, you. that was very right. Yep. Yes, Jesus, we will follow him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we're, we're listening now. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I got from it is like, uh, okay, I understand. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, the Lazarus thing probably did the same thing. Yeah. Whoa. So dude. did him flipping tables in the temple. Yeah. Same thing. Got my attention. Yep. I think we've talked about that before, how there's a certain kind of uh, PR, showmanship of certain things. Like I think, who was it? Was it Timothy that got circumcised? Yes. Even though, like, even though they Paul had knew. just had that conversation yep. about circumcision yep. in but, chapter 15, and all of a sudden they're heading this direction. Better get rid of that. Yep. yep. Oh, that was a little, yeah, graphic. Okay. Yep. That's how they do it, right? I don't know. I, never, I don't know. I don't know. I've I never, never got been to, there. I never got to be in the room for that. I yeah. felt like I should have got to, but uh, sometimes they don't let you in there. Nah. I was in there for everything else. But it seems like they just whisk them away and do it real quick. And at the time, we were just kind of like, you know, "Do you want to come, or we'll just do it and no big deal, and you guys can rest." And it's like, man, that I think, sounds great. But I did, I did witness my son's. It really wasn't that holy a moment. No, 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 not great. Yeah, I had to watch uh, stick needles into my youngest son Bennett into his back to try to get out a spinal tap fluid. I think I've said it on here before and. Took them 12 tries, and they were even like, you don't have to be, you don't have to do this anymore. I was like, wife wanted to get out of that hospital, because if we didn't get that sample, we would have been there for two weeks, yeah. and we missed Charlie, so, and she would have had to stay there, so do it, and it was completely safe. I never found a single instance where it wouldn't be safe, but watching it was excruciating. Mm-hmm. And that's the interesting as a father. We watch that, and it's excruciating pain for us. Yep. Because that's our kid. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine how God felt on? Yeah. 
on the the first when when Good Friday. Yeah. Exactly. Because he was there. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was with Bennett. Was I know he's a baby and he's not gonna remember any of this, but I this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. You know? A lot like when like a parent or something is dying. I know my 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 mom and Rob, you know, they went, they sat with my grandpa when he was dying of cancer and he was on hospice. I remember being like, why? Why? He's he's completely out of it, mm-hmm. completely gone. He's like, it's just what you do. Yeah, you know? Is. I'm like, hmm, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Question, who was the pharaoh in Exodus? Ramses II? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, during the Exodus? During the Exodus. Is Ramses II? Okay. You earned a nickel? I earned a nickel? Yeah, you got it right. Oh, from last... Oh, what a deal. Sometimes I... I <laughs> would you literally There's start a story this? behind it. Yes, this. yeah. So if, I, if Don gets the Bible passage wrong, we get a nickel. If he gets it right, <laughs> give him a nickel. So generally, I only come to him with a real good... I get to dictate, you know, what I'm going <laughs> to ask. So I'm not going to give him any layups. So Yeah, that wasn't a layup. No. Praise the Lord. Yep. <laughs> All right, one more. How is God's name pronounced? Well, that's a good question because it was so silent so long. Uh, I, Yahweh is what's most often, most critical, uh, most critics would go Yahweh. Uh, Jehovah is equally as powerful, I think. Uh, th- those three letters, they just didn't pronounce them for so long together that it's hard to know. But it, giving the other way the letters are translated, Yahweh probably is about as good as we can get. Okay. And that where does that come from in the Bible? I'm trying to remember where we get those two examples from. And well, like what's the what's the well, okay anywhere in the anywhere in the Old Testament that you see Lord in capital letters, it's translating the three letters uh, that are yeah. Like Yahweh, mm-hmm. and I can't give you the names of the letters right off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Okay, but it's basically three letters. Those three letters listed in the Hebrew dialect did not have any vowels; they're just consonants. And the vowels and inflections were added later. And so you have to go back to really old manuscripts to say, okay, how does this set up? And and uh, so it's been a study over a course of time, and that's how I, I mean, I'm basically going to what I learned in seminary, that Yahweh probably is the best way to say it, Okay. even though I like Jehovah. Jehovah Jireh. Yeah, yeah it sounds a little bit better yeah. to us. Yahweh Jireh? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Judah, Jah, the, that, that inflection that Jesus, those are all remnants of those letters and those ways of saying things okay sounds good all right final one top three vegetables that i like or dislike oh let's call it dislike okay asparagus is that a vegetable yeah yeah okay um uh eggplant okay i'm on board with that one and uh 
that I really don't like. Oh, cauliflower. Man, what? I'm sorry. I know. It's a real thing. I don't know what it is, but like when you like people are like, I don't like this thing. I get so offended if I like that thing. Really? I'm so with sorry. food. Yeah. So, so what do I need to do? Well, I'll, to unoffend you. It, 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me flip that one on you. In my head, I was just like, eat those things. What's the matter with you? Those are they're good. I know, I know. Yeah, exactly. So we differ on something. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. I still respect you, Alex. Oh, good. Well, what about top three? Top three. Corn, green beans, cul cucumbers. Cucumbers. Okay. I prefer them as pickles, but sure. cucumbers. Mm -hmm. I had some people, friends of ours, drop off some pickles this summer that were fridge pickles there are these white pickles that they had grown they grow all sorts of weird stuff there it's kind of cool and man was i obsessed with those pickles mm. they were the best pickles i ever had in my life tried to recreate them haven't done it since and uh i don't know that's I, like my grandmother's pickles there's no way i've ever been i, I i've i've never had a pickle like grandma's pickles. Mm -hmm. do you have the foods like that where it's like you have the best version of some kind of food and then it's like i can't eat right the other ones i only have a two of those is those pickles and then there's some crab ragoons that a, a restaurant that went out of business had but there's a lot of recipes that my grandmother patterson made that even though we have the recipes the recipes exist they never taste like they did coming from her kitchen you know what never. we felt the same way about my grandma uh stout's cinnamon rolls and her dinner rolls okay and uh, after they had passed away um my mom and uh, um someone else oh my aunt uh michelle got together and they're like we're gonna make some you know they got all the ingredients in the house still we're gonna make some rolls and some in the cinnamon rolls and they came out perfect and they're like how'd this happen they both i remember them both saying like almost exact same time it never comes out this way when i try it and they're like, oh, I wonder if it's because they keep the flour in this big old like metal Schwann's container. And so my mom took one and she took the other one. And like now they're like almost identical. I, mean, I think that might be part of it. Well, and I think grandma had a, had a special plant pan she used for certain sure. things. And I think that was part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how you can put a little touch on everything just based off of what stuff you have and do differently. Right. And how we can taste those things. Yeah, my cast iron skillet doesn't give near the taste grandma's did. Yeah, exactly. Did not didn't cook it the same way. Didn't crisp the bacon quite the same way in there. Mm-hmm. All right, Don. This is a good conversation. A little long, but really good. Yeah, you got to be careful when you get a preacher part of it. I know. It's windy. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. And if anyone wants to join for the Bible study, again, we're going to say Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday nights. When, Tuesday night, women's Bible study at 7 and wednesday night men's bible study at seven yep and we keep it short to about an hour right i think hour 15 maximum your time if you have time to come yeah yes so thanks everyone thanks don see you next god time. god bless you god bless you yep have oh wait hold week. on a second oh. Let's, we pray us out we can pray out good yeah we're gonna start doing that heavenly father we thank you for the time together we thank you for this medium that you've allowed us to use and we pray that you would guide us in our week giving us a sense of your peace and your presence and your guidance by your Holy Spirit as we seek to engage the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
All right, this time. Thank you. Okay. See you next week. You too.